we're live. All right, welcome back to the We Are Jersey Magazine virtual stage. I'm Amazing Amy. Today we're with Murdoch. That's correct, Murdoch. I'm saying your name right. All right. Yes. Murdoch is a Belizean hip hop artist, meaning we're talking to him from Belize right now. So I think this is our, this is my first international interview. Right, um, right. And Absolutely. our first interview of the, of the year for We Are Jersey. So welcome. Very happy to have you here. Um, excited to talk about, you know, all the things you're doing, a little bit about your background. Let's get into all that. So let's just start with where we at. So you're in Belize right now. Tell me what it's like out there. Uh, so, right. So I'm in Belize, Central America. This is where I was born. I, uh, I spent the um, majority of my life in, the, in America, in the Marine Corps. And then I ended up, uh, you know, spending 10 years in New Jersey, in Teaneck, New mm-hmm. Jersey. This is where I get my relationship with We Are Jersey Magazine. Right. Um, from the, the, the wonderful boat parties. <laughs> <laughs> so Those are legendary. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so I'm in Central America, Belize. Um, it is the uh, closest English-speaking country to America. It's about roughly an hour and 35 to an hour and 45 minutes away from Miami, Florida, international. Okay. Um, it is wonderful down here. I mean... <laughs> I guess, you know, for me, the, 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 the luxury is I'm so close to the U.S. So, like, mm-hmm. I have my home, my mom and my dad are here, my brothers are here, my family's here. Um, but it's just so conveniently close that, you know, at any given moment, if travel, you know, precluded, you know, I can right. make Food's amazing. Uh, temperature gets as low as maybe 68 69 we're definitely jealous because we got snow today so (laughs) (laughs) nice how do you feel like do you feel like there's room to be a hip-hop artist in Belize or do you feel like your connection to being you know migrating to America and then being so close gives you that advantage to be a better artist um well you know what it is I that's a good thing you said that I really do believe that it's kind of made me a better artist in a way because um, a lot of what is based in music in most of the other countries is kind of like a a small reference uh, to what's happening inside of the U.S. And hip-hop is growing not only in the U.S. and in the U.K., but it's growing internationally as well. And um, there's a lot of stations that support up-and-coming hip-hop artists here in and, and that's one thing I will give Belize credit for. They do a very good job of getting their artists that could have probably written a record a month ago, you know, airtime. And that airtime, you know, I don't know if they look at it the same way I look at it, coming from uh, the New York City area and knowing how much airtime costs for certain radio stations. Mm-hmm. When you get a 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock slot, in midday, um, you know, or, uh, I, I, to me, that's the entire country that could be tuning in at least a portion that listens right. to this. So there is a lot of support for the artists. And I think for me, um, I've always, uh, you know, rep my country, you know, but I've always lived mm-hmm. in a state. So now it's a little bit different, you know. Now I get yeah. to stay here, have my, uh, fun as I would say right. down here 
And it, it just makes the story a little bit more interesting and actually more organic to, to the way I yeah, feel it. Yeah, because you have that homegrown, you know, the way you talk about Belize repping their artists. And I feel like that's a very small town, homegrown thing where you feed into what you have and you big them up like Rihanna with Barbados and, you know, all right. these artists from Jamaica. We, we feed into them because, you know, they represent us. So... That's awesome, because I don't even think um, I've heard of another artist from Belize or anybody, you know, big like that in the U.S., so you're definitely making a name for your country. That's awesome. Well, one of the, one of our highlights is that, um, I don't know, this is probably maybe in the late 90s, but one of our big highlights is Shine, you know, Shine from Bad Boy. He's the mm. own, he's the Belize artist, and he actually became a, um, a minister in one of the House of Representatives last year. Oh. So um, going from him having his, you know, his, uh, his citizenship Probably, taken away yeah. and sent back home to now being a House of Representatives, I am definitely hoping that I can do something amazing in that life, you know, as yeah. well, too. And you're definitely doing amazing things in your own right, I would say. Um, for example, you know, you work with a lot of organizations. You're not just an artist. Um, tell me a little bit more about, like, what you do outside of creating. How do you, like, give back to, you know, other artists who are trying to do the same thing you are? Um, just information, man. Um, I think I've always had a gift and a purpose, which was... I was always, uh, as my friends would say, I was always ahead of the curve on things to know what platforms and what tools to use. But because I was so ahead of the curve, I tended not to stay too long with consistency on that platform or the curve because I kept looking for the next thing as always. But because of that, I, uh, I took what could have been a loss and kind of turned it into a win. And just being able to, to let artists know where to spend their money you know, mm. just kind of let this down here. And, you know, younger artists in the States know that, you know, um, you don't have to spend a thousand dollars to have a vibrant uh, profile on SoundCloud or Spotify. You know, it, it's just something that you, I, I do, I put in four and a half hours a day mm. sending emails and trading playlists and repos back and forth. So it, it, you know, I, I would say it's necessary, something that you should do, because if you want someone else to do it for you, you should have to do it for yourself. But I just try to teach artists that um, with a little bit of consistency, something that I've learned a lot in the past two, three years, um, you can make a dent and, you know, um, verify that, that dent to be actual. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that in terms of going hard for yourself before you can expect, you know, a manager or a publicist or someone else who's that for you. Um, that's definitely a gem right there. Um, let's talk about, you know, before you made a dent and before you started really getting into your music, um, you talk about your time in the U.S. and then you also talked about like going, being in the Navy or was it the Marines you said? Uh, the Marine Corps. Okay. And you started performing there, right? Yeah. So basically, um, it, so, like, when I graduated Teaneck High School in 1999, I, um, my friend uh, Lamar Charles and uh, LeBear Ward, 
they were, Lamar was making beats and LeVere was the artist, artist of the high school, you know, one of the guys, right? So me, I was just kind of writing poetry at that point. So watching how he was doing it, then I moved into the Marine Corps and started, you know, I, I was in Okinawa, you know, you're 18, 19 in Okinawa, Japan, <laughs> and hip hop is huge, you know, the Spice Girls are the biggest thing in Europe, so all the Asian women, young women, have high stilettos and everything so going out and you hear mm. hip-hop playing and they just want to see that thing that comes from america so this is 19 yeah this is yeah 1999 2000 and we're i'm in the party scene in okinawa japan and we start freestyling mm. and it grows from there to where i get out um start working with uh, Mr. Rich Valdez. He's a um, producer for the uh, Mark Levine show on uh, ABC radio mm -hmm. currently right now. And um, just started doing events. I had a couple songs that was really popular with uh, some of the groups of people that he was uh, associating himself with at the moment. And a good friend of mine's Maria. And I actually, I owe a lot to Maria. Maria was my boss at, um, Holy Name Hospital. Um, I was mm -hmm. working bed control. At the, like I think this is like 2012, maybe working mm -hmm. bed control at Holy Name Hospital. And Maria was my my boss, and she loved the song, which is so. <laughs> this is the irony of this. The same song that she loved, we did a remix to, and it was like a lost file until like maybe two, three weeks ago. And I found it and I just threw it back up and it's just like exploding right now. Which so song that, is that? Because I want to talk about one of them. What's the name of that uh, one? So that's Set Me Free, which is All right. very, because I didn't know this. When we signed in, when we made the interview, it was just loading because I launched it on Christmas Day. But mm. it has done, you know, in two folds what U8 has done. And, you know, that's already at 11.1 in eight weeks. Mm. So. Yeah. I'm very excited to see how this is going to turn out. But um, yeah, so Maria introduced me to Rich. Um, Rich uh, did a lot of um, consulting with VH1. Uh, he became a young ambassador. Um, he put on shows for VH1 Saving Music. And you know how the, the, the statue or their platform is to mm -hmm. save in America and save music programs and you know I went on this cool ride you know for like maybe like five years you know helping music programs um, develop and stay afloat um, I got to open up for uh, Tretch from Naughty by Nature two times uh, do it all from Lords and the Undergrounds um, which is so cool because I ended up going to his studio in Newark and you know, really working out some songs out there. Um, um, Mr. Vegas, the uh, dance hall artist, Mr. Vegas, we did a mm -hmm. big event, which was a winter gala white event. And, you know, we had uh, a fashion show. We had just so much stuff from Maserati, like all the things yeah. that you could think of as a young artist coming up, like, wow, I feel great. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it, it's been a, a long haul in a way, but it's been a very enjoyable process. What did you see your goal being as a hip hop artist? Like, was your goal to be, I don't know, a touring, you know, celebrity artist or 
because I feel like you kind of found your lane in an unconventional way, but still in a way that worked for you. So what was your initial goal? Like, you know, 18, 19 rapping in Japan, what did you want to be at that point? Oh, man, well, you know, it's just like everyone. I wanted mm-hmm. to be Nas. I wanted to be Jay-Z. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I wanted the big ropes and, you know, like the, the, the expensive car and the life. You know, it's what right. we were shown and it's what motivates us along with the joy of the music to get out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I definitely would say like my first album I put out in 2012 and I got about 6,000. 7,000 downloads on it. But for me, mm. it was a lot because I got six out of that $9, you know, so you multiply that and that, you know, so four months after this album drops, I get like 30 grand, you know, so it's like mm. that is, at that time, digital downloads was the thing and people were still paying 99 cents to download right. a song, $9.99 or $14.99 to get the album. So this is before the crunch went down with streaming right yeah Mm -hmm. um so that was big six thousand you know it sounds limited but when you're thinking about a young guy coming up six thousand downloads you get six dollars per download well you know and you've already paid off your three to who i was using tunecore so tunecore already got their three dollars from it so it was just a bad deal yeah yeah right so how do you compare like you know, your first album doing 6,000 streams to now you got singles doing, you know, 12, 15,000 streams in a couple of weeks. And you, I've noticed you put a lot of FaceTime into your own stuff. You know, you comment back on your um, fans, you interact with them. So how would you say that that's helped with building up, you know, your music? Yeah, man, it's so important. Like the engaging part is so important because it is the part that you don't want to do. I, I, you know, none of us really want to talk all day long and, you know, have to jump on things like that all the time. But it's so important in the beginning stage. And like I said before, as my friend said to me, one of my biggest issues wasn't the fact that I didn't make good music. You can look at this, listen to some of the music that's on the SoundCloud at 83. You know, like Ball Life's at 60,000. That's 62,000 in three years, you know, and that's yeah. sitting at the bottom of my SoundCloud list, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the point that I didn't have records that could have manifested. It was the consistency, the consistency to say, hey, all right, we know you're handicapped and you don't have a label, but you still need to have that admin mentality. Yeah, it sucks you don't have it, but no one else is there. So someone has to be the playlist manager that is working your plays every single day like a million-dollar label would have, right? And that was it. So every day waking up, commenting, hopping on my SoundCloud planner, hopping on repos exchange, using the the, the the organic tools that were provided from the, the internet and SoundCloud um, to not only get um, organic plays, but to get the organic plays that count, the one from the European nations, you know, the ones from America, Canada, Europe, because that's a lot of things, you know, people always talk about SoundCloud and it's, um, kind of like or for for the music and the plays 
And for me, that was something big that I wanted to tackle before I even, you know, went back on the platform. And when I noticed that, you know, you could get verified for certain plays from certain countries, then I realized, okay, so the best thing for me to do is to look for sources of ways of how I can repost and gain these plays in America, Europe, England, um, the Netherlands and places like that. Not like I don't want the plays from India and Asia, but they just don't right, count. They, yeah. <laughs> they don't count on the money. <laughs> Let's be real, so yeah. It's not, you know, I can sit there and you, you can, and, and that's the big thing for me. So when I say, hey, look at ball, I have 60,000 plays, you see a big monetized sign right next to it. So it mm. kind of brings into perspective, like, oh, no, nah, man, these are like not even like bot plays from like Africa or Asia. These right. are like organic, organic yeah, plays. Yeah, you have gained me. fans. People are actually into you. They come back. Like, that's what building, you know, a base is. And you talk about the importance of that. And then you also, you know, use the word organic a lot. And you say that you have an audience that's looking for something, entertainment with substance. That's what you said. Right. What do you feel like that is? And how do you think you incorporate that into your sound? Um, so everything for me is about, I like, I love soundtracks, right? So everyone who knows me knows that I love soundtracks. You know, mm -hmm. I, it, it'll go from Disney soundtracks to <laughs> you know, horror soundtracks to mm -hmm. anime soundtracks. Anything that is some type of a composition of music, I just right. adore and mm -hmm. love to just listen to. So I, I have a way where just in my friends, the way I train myself, it's like, you know, beyond the point of just like, you know, someone giving me something to rap about. You know, back in the day, my friends used to be like, hey, here's the um, um, the Rocky soundtrack. Hey, rap on that. You know, and, and then my other boy would be like, hey, you know that favorite anime we like to watch? Yeah, here's the soundtrack for that. Rap on that. Mm. And so what it did was it helped me to kind of take, which was a lot of lyrics, probably too much lyrics per bar, but you know, I was a lyricist, so I want to get my words right. out. And it's kind of shaved and molded that I could have a better conversation with you, the listener, when you're listening right. to me. You know, you could put the things together and go from mm -hmm. bar to bar and hear the story, Bill, and be like, no, I get that. I get what you're saying to me right now. And um, so that was important for me. And, and like the main single, You Ain't, you know, I was just at home. And I'm not a very big, um, as crazy as it is, I'm not a big video, video guy. You know, like I'll do personal videos, but uh, right. I'm not big on uh, on, on live streams. It's, you yeah. know, I, maybe because I'm from <laughs> the, you know, I'm, I was born in 81, so maybe it's just a, a difference of age. Thing. Right. I do it when I have to, but mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm just watching this whole thing with Will Smith and Jada Pinkin, and it was just interesting to me. And I was just like, wow, this is very interesting. I want to write about this. And I took the perspective, which I, I you know, of course, I knew I was going to catch a little bit of black from, but that's all right, you know. <laughs> Everyone the whole situation black was controversial, so, you know. <laughs> right, so, but I took it from the point of, you know, like saying, like, you know, you ain't shit, like, you're not, you ain't shit for that what you do. But in the second verse, I'm saying, yeah, even though you heard I did this, and but that doesn't give you the right to, to, to go do what you 
right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of wheel it back around where, yeah, it is probably my fault. But it's, so it's just kind of put together for relationship issues. Not even, you know, partners, but like friendships. You know, you got some right. friends. That Anything that's a tit for tat situation, you know? Perfect. And so I wanted something. Everyone is trying to do new school beats, new school beats, um, different. I wanted to do, because I felt it. I felt like there's a amount of younger people, maybe 20 years younger than me, that are like 19, 20, that like to listen to old 80s and 90s beats. You know, I watch it. I've been studying it on YouTube, watching reaction videos, and I see how, like, younger people like watching yep. NWA, first yep. Eminem, the Jay-Z. So I says, I, I, you know, let me get a simple beat and just kind of give a story and it worked out. And the crazy part about this is I did that record in my other house and mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, the, in my main house that I stay at. And it was just with a blue baby, uh, a, a, a road mic, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no big thing. Yeah. Literally had a blanket thrown over my head. Wow. And phone <laughs> like this. To be and a fly I'm, on the wall. <laughs> it was horrible because it's Belize and it was summertime last year when I did it. So I didn't get any AC in the room at the time. So, you know, I got this big blanket on. It's 105 degrees. I'm sitting off the coast of the equator and I'm trying to record this record. I got latency issues. I literally had to move. Every time I dropped the verse, I had to move it like two seconds this way to line it back up. Yeah. So all these things that made me feel like, ah, oh, this is not even good. All right, but whatever. Let me just go through the process. Mix. I mixed it and then took advantage of SoundCloud's mastering yep. tool when you have a pro account and SoundCloud mastered it and it came out sounding great. And you know what I what I feel when I listen to your music? I feel a familiarity that's like, I kind of been there before, but it's the first time I'm hearing this, but it just feels familiar. And that definitely comes across in your music. You know, like you can't, I don't want to call it simple, but it is the simple things that make, especially music, uh, a good production. Because I definitely agree with you that the younger fan base, 1920, even 25 year olds are kind of over what we're hearing now on the mainstream. It's not organic we're hearing too much of it it's the same thing over and over and that organic different sound that you bring is definitely like you know a new old old is gold you yeah. can't you know you exactly. can't you can't top that it's, it's a classic sound so you you can definitely feel that in your music so it definitely comes across um, thank you i appreciate that yeah and i think that's how you have such a solid you know base of fans that keep coming back and back and I want to talk about the, well, you ain't, like you said, is your main thing. You put that out last year, 2020? So I put that out October 24th of last year. Okay. And then you put out, um, do it like that this January or? Yeah. So gotcha. this is the story we do it like this. Right. And I, and I cringe telling this story. <laughs> I, I really do it. If my friend, my good friend, Nikki Walker, that was kind of running the, 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 the the head on this um, wonderful woman lives in Utah, um, works with some amazing teams, um, and um, 
in publicity area. And so basically, I got a phone call, reached out that the Utah Royals, the women's soccer club, was, um, they just finished doing some, you know, my friend was like, oh, you know, we just did some table talk stuff, you know, take a look at the YouTube links. So, of course, you know, I'm always plotting and thinking, I'm like, oh, this is nice. I'm like, hey, they need a, um, they need a song? I'll write them a song, right? So yeah. she's like, well, write something and let's see how it comes out. So I wrote something, and which was do it like this, mm-hmm. which was the toughest thing to kind of write because when you listen to it, the first critiques, and I, I put this through a, a playlist, playlist push, $300 campaign had no mm-hmm. play, no playlist got wow. added to it. And everyone kept saying, this is too repetitive, there needs to be more. But then I realized the problem. In my mind, I know it's not meant to just be on radio. It's a it's a live cam. It's a face. It, it's when you're it's at like the stadium. It's a theme song. So when you hear them score the gore, but you don't think I could do it like this, do it like this, do it like this, and the fans go, do it like that, right? So it was meant to kind of, so when these guys at these playlists are listening to it, they can't see that. And I didn't have right. an option to type that in. So they just kind of take it as some generic bubble song. Mm. Um, but basically, um, I was probably like a week away from like signing a nice sync deal with the team. Um, come down to the stadium, do the whole Shaban performance and everything, you know, mm-hmm. and boom. COVID hits. Mm. You know, right. And and that's it. And 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 that was it. And it just it rocked. And you know, and so what I so that is do it like this. What we're doing to counter that is I am a big fan of releasing records again. People might scorn on it, but once again. I'm in this you know? business to collect royalties. That's, That's what I'm album, you know, I'm, adding four tracks to the album and putting it out again. <laughs> right. So what I'm going to do, I said to my friend, I said, yeah, it's on Spotify. I said, but in the world we live in, you could have a song on Spotify and then two years later, some TV show picks up the song and now the song just blows up. So let's just yeah. keep that in mind. And I says, I believe in this song. I believe that if someone almost got it to a point where it was already done but a mishap came to then I believe I can get it back into the same space again so the joy that I get is that with all the new songs that are starting to do good and they're about to load into Spotify in the spring mm-hmm. that can transition over to the other records right yeah. and be able to kind of like kickstart the other records and kind of give them the push that I think they deserve you know Definitely. Um, it seems like you have a strategy for, you know, from curation to release. Like, it just sounds like you've formatted a formula that works. And I think a lot of these new artists, especially like younger ones, can pick up on that because I think where they fall short is relying on social media and relying just on another platform and an algorithm to plug them when they're not plugging themselves. So I think watching this, a lot of them will. I think a lot of them should be taking notes, you know, maybe send you a DM and see <laughs> what you can give them because your, you know, your ideas are definitely solid. 
not to cut you, but I would definitely agree mm-hmm. with you in the point to say that, you know, some some guy hit me on some kid hit me on a, on, on Messenger, uh, DM and Instagram, and he was like, he says, hey man, he was, I just want to let you know that I really like your music, and I was like, this is our, I appreciate it, man, thank you. Um, I was like, where did you find out about it? And he was like, um, he was like, here on Instagram. He was like, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't going to click on it because, you know, he was like, I guess I'm one of these guys that get fall for the trap that if I, um, if I don't, um, if I don't see someone that has a thousand views, like basically it says, oh, you don't have like a thousand, ten thousand views, a thousand views, six thousand likes. So you're not legitimate. So when he went to SoundCloud, he came back to me. He was like, man, you are putting work on that site. Like, he was like, everything is like 4K up, 10K, 20K. And he was just like, and it's all in a three-year span. And I was like, I said, listen, man, I am a musician. I am an artist. I am, you know, the biggest problem that I did trying to do it the other way before was, Gary V likes to say it. It's not real. It's not organic. When you're just trying to mm. be something on Instagram, but what is that you're trying to be? And so for me, the the the, the picture that I can show the world, I can always, you know, I, I I've not met enough people and stayed enough connected that I can always show a red carpet if I wanted to. I could always get a celebrity and put myself there if I wanted to. But the thing that was missing was the actual music bubbling. And so being home here in Belize is the thing for me to be able to kind of just focus on that and focus on the lyrics and focus on the music. And, and, you know. My other question is, you have that escape to run, you know, not run home, but to go to Belize if you feel like you're ever getting, you know, overwhelmed. Like, that's your that's your home that's your escape how do you think you your music might have been different or your artistry or your approach might have been different if you didn't have the option to you know go take a break and decompress i I don't think it would have happened i I just you know the the reality you know my mother said something to me a couple days ago when i was visiting her and she was like you know she was like i'm glad that you're here you have the time to, you know, work on your home and, you know, get some air and really not have to deal with the bus hustle and bustle of life. And it's true. And, you know, and I sat there and thought about it. It's been like a year and a half, you know, like I've been here for like a year and a half and I have completely just unwind all the way down, you know, like I couldn't even tell you how it I, and I said this to my friends. I was like, oh, I, you know, I love New Jersey to death. I was like, mm-hmm. you're not kept living in America 12 months in a hole anymore. I was like, I just can't. I just can't. It's just too. Yeah. I said, you'll see me for the summertime, two to four months, because mm-hmm. you know, I'm a real person. I, I hustle here and here and there. So right. I'll work four months, you know, at somewhere or at, at an internship at a radio station. I'll go do that or. I do audio and video as well. So I use Upwork and shoot stuff. So I'll do that for two to three months and then I'll come back to these and, you know, but it works. It works Mm -hmm. for me, you know, it's not for everyone, but for me, I just feel like life is so much more than just trying to, 
make money every single day. And, you know, in America, you got to make a lot of money, man. You got to, you know, it's a tons of money. And I'll say this to you. I don't know if you've ever lived outside of the New Jersey area before. Mm-hmm. But um, you notice, like I've noticed, it's been a year and a half, two years since I've seen Jersey and dealt with the, there is a stress that comes when you've got this daunting yeah. payment on the first of the month every month. And Absolutely. I owe a lot of the success to just not having that moment. Just being right. very free mind-wise and being able to focus on just the art itself and the, the business size of the art. Yeah, you definitely have an advantage there. I would definitely say, because I, I think it's definitely hard to be young and to be in a hustling and bustling area and to be trying to be the number one artist when you and everyone around you trying to do the same thing. So I think, you know, a lot of artists would take a way to try to stay grounded. That would definitely be a gem of advice right there. So find a place to escape to, you know, that's what yeah. I say to anyone. Um, it doesn't have to be out of the country, but if you can get out of the country, you know, we live in a very remote time. I think there's a lot of young people that, you know, Fiverr has been up for six, seven years. There's a lot of young people that work on Fiverr and these, mm-hmm. these, these that work for like IT for Google and mm-hmm. Facebook and these, these platforms, you know, so there's so much that a younger person can do to get the escape, right? So mm-hmm. most, you know, most young people your age, a little bit younger, but even around the same age. Um, and even us for middle age, that's headed in close to middle age, for like 38 to 45 in that area. Listen, man, you got a one bedroom that's breaking your neck. You know, you don't have kids. You don't. Even if you have a significant other, they just got to understand. It's something you just got to do for yourself. Yeah. Get rid of it. Put the stuff, put it in storage. Storage is only going to cost you about 100 bucks, maybe a month. If your parents are around, give it to your parents for a year, right? And do 12 months in the Airbnb and get a furnished room for like $600 and mm. reset yourself. Yeah. Get back the money that you need. And then the following year, you pull your stuff out of wherever storage is and you go back to get a new one bedroom with a better credit score. And so I think there's tools that are available now that we didn't have 10 years ago. Right. That and you can. They're not being utilized, I think. They're not being utilized. I see mm-hmm. people all the time. I got it. Like, well, if you don't have kids, why do you have this big apartment that you have to pay for? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have nice things. You should have what you want. But what I am saying is if you're a starving artist or struggling or a new artist, you want to have as much capital for your music. So mm. you want to plan a tour on Airbnb, book six months out, get a whole month or a day or two here, do that. And, all that stuff will change your living. I know a lot of guys that are in their 40s that don't even have an apartment. They just air, they've been doing it three years now. Every two, three months, they get a new Airbnb in the area and they keep moving. Or they might get the same one they got last year back for three months. Wow, that's really good to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no credit check, man. Mm. There's no credit check. It's just you, you have to have the money available on your card and a good past history on Airbnb 
Yeah. And so I always say that, like, like, don't bug out. Like, you know, like, if you're sitting there saying, oh, man, my hurts, dude. They put the tape on the door that says I got to go to court for something. Man, don't worry about that. You know, just put your stuff here and balance. And finally, you know? stay investing in yourself. That's right. the goal. Right. So, I mean, we talked about your music. We talked about um, your background. What are you planning on doing next? Um, putting out an album or any singles coming up? Or, I mean, I don't know how you plan your, your, your music, if it's more spontaneous thing or so. What do you plan on doing next? Uh, so, uh, You Ain't Shit is coming out January 21st on mm -hmm. Spotify and Apple and all that good jazz. Um, Set Me Free remix, the Sue Young King remix featuring uh, Forever Lucille will probably be out February time-ish, right? Because okay. I just want to give, I, I want to give some good promotion yeah. You know, because I have to do the whole, I hop on my SoundCloud planner and there I can take my playlist on Spotify and start trading songs to other people with their playlists. So I just want to give it a good month, month and a half and hopefully try to get like five to 10,000 plays on Spotify knocked out in that first month or two. And then I could just kind of really drop a next record. And I really want Set Me Free to good because I'm reading the responses and you know a lady told me just today from Slippery, Slippery Rock Arkansas she was mm -hmm. like my, my 11 year old son likes to listen to your songs and uh, so he's been listening to this one song 52 times mm. and I was j joking to myself until I looked at my stats and I was like wow Slippery Rock Arkansas there it is yeah Wow. Like 66 times. Wow. Okay. All right. She's really dead serious. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah. So, it's that, then that. And then I have another record, I Love It, um, which is more of like a kind of a club song, right on time for summertime. I'll put that out. And then I'll put a, I'll, I'll put a, a, a project out. I'll put the, the culmination of, because a lot of those songs that are on my, on my, um, SoundCloud and mm -hmm. that are on my um, Spotify don't have a home. They're just, mm -hmm. you know, they're by themselves. So I'll put everything together with I love it. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I can think about that. And, fly. <laughs> and I'll put all of that together with I love it and then mm -hmm. that out in the summertime, you know, and yeah. give it to my friends in Europe. I got a nice magazine company, Digi Magazine, that supports me a lot in Europe. Oh. And, um, so, and hopefully the goal is I've done my homework. I have paid for playlist companies. I have used SoundCloud promotion for their ad marketing promo. I have, and I think I have the strategy in my head that I can get probably, not maybe you ain't, but definitely set by four months from now, I should be able to get a hundred thousand, um, streams to set me free in six months on Spotify. So I'm I very going to do it because it seems like you've got it down. You know, you're a vast book of knowledge there. And I think a lot of people can learn from you. So I appreciate you joining us um, you on so the We Are Jersey Magazine virtual stage. And, um, you know, people can follow you on Instagram. 
at Murdoch, uh, M-U-R-D-A-K-K-H. I don't know if you spell that right. Um, we'll add a link, obviously, on the video. But I'm looking forward to see what you do. And honestly, I think I might refer a few people to talk to you because you have a lot of um, ideas. And I think the way you, I feel like you are the label. And I feel like a lot of artists, especially now with all the tools they have that they're not using, could use that and take a lot from you. So I would say one last thing, if I may. Mm -hmm. um, um, this is the perfect time. This, this is the moment right here. I am 39 years old, and I'm telling you right now, this is the perfect time for any artist because mm -hmm. literally the playing field has been leveled down to just few Anybody things. can get it. Anyone right now. Anybody can get it. And right now, stats count more than ever. Absolutely. It counts more than ever because you're not getting shows. So no one's not getting big checks right now. You're not, you're not being able to, to do the things and promote at radio the way you want to without a comfort or care of mass or if the radio station even wants to have you there. So right now, you're, you're down to just IG Live and your actual stream count. And everyone is on the same playing field. So I think everyone should take the take advantage of the moment that you don't have to worry about doing a draw right now. You don't have to worry about, you know, Just going in and out. <laughs> that just went in and out. Call, just waiting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, um, but you like you're saying now is the time. Yeah. Yes, now is the time to take advantage of, it because even for me, I look at it as, hey man, you walk up, you know, you end your year at the end of this year. I believe things will start to get back to whatever it was by next year. You mm -hmm. you you. You walk away end of this year with, you know, 150,000 streams of a record on 100,000, 200,000 on, on SoundCloud, 100,000, 200,000 on Spotify. That you got organically. That's organically. That's so important to me. Yeah. Organically, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, and, and you can, you can make noise. I, Cause I know I've listened, I've made noise with less. Yes. So I know that with more, you can make a big bang. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I got a lot from this talk. So I can imagine the artists who are doing the same thing you're doing can definitely get the same from that. So definitely thank you so much for joining us on the We Are Jersey Magazine virtual stage. Pleasure to have you. Um, you know, we hope to see you next time you're in Jersey, next time we're yeah, able to travel again. I'm definitely coming in the springtime. So you guys yes. will get I want to do another photo shoot. I did a photo shoot with you guys. Mr. Yes. Alexander, David Alexander. Yes, David Alexander. Shout out to our amazing photographer. Yes. Yes. So he's awesome. so amazing. So I definitely want to um, contact with him and um, see Banks again. So definitely, yeah. yes, in the springtime. Nice. I can't wait to make that happen. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Right, you have thank a, you. continue to have a good holiday. Watch yes, you as well. Have a very blessed new year and beyond. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye. Jersey turned out entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs>